Texans training camp is underway, and on today's show, we're talking about C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills battling it out, because why wouldn't we talk about that? Um, we're going to talk about early training camp standouts, and we're going to talk about what I'd like to see more of throughout the duration of training camp. This is Texans Takes with James Roy. I'm James Roy. Let's get started. Before we start, if you like what you see in this video, um, you know you can get more content like this by subscribing to this channel and dropping a like on this video and maybe giving a comment. I'd love to hear what you thought. Anything constructive or otherwise would be great. If there was ever one thing that kind of sums up how early training camp is going between you know Davis Mills and CJ Stroud, I saw someone on Twitter block the phrase Davis Mills um, crediting the writers. The writers in Houston are all talking about Davis Mills because why wouldn't they be? It's all about how he's comparing to CJ Stroud and it just seems like it's flooding the timeline. What is Davis Mills doing? Why is CJ Stroud not doing better? Is this competition worthwhile? I mean, we, we've run our course on that conversation, but that being said, as someone who talks about the Texans, I feel like I kind of have to talk about it. I've been very clear leading up to it. I mean, throughout the offseason, the Panthers three separate times announced that Bryce Young was the starter as if they didn't very early in the offseason say that he got it after they said that Andy Dalton was the starter. It was weird to see them do it again. It was interesting, but it rehashes the same point, which is that if they believe this early in the process that Bryce Young is their QB1, why have the Texans not shifted to that train of thought with CJ Stroud? And I think what it comes down to, as, as someone who definitely thinks that there's no point in dilly-dallying on this decision, there's no point in prolonging it just to for the sake of a competition, if, if you think he's got it, you give it to him. Um, I, I chalk it up to D'Amico Ryans. He's very firmly rooted in the it's a competition, earn it. And so he wasn't going to call it before training camp. So now we're seeing the competition play out live. We're seeing... Davis Mills and CJ Stroud actually actively be compared to each other in a, in a quarterback competition, probably not, not for the first time. They've obviously been making the comparison, but this is the first time I think that they're seriously like, okay, so how do they stack up? We're in pads now. So uh, this is what they're using to make that decision is the only thing I can think of that, that could be holding up the decision to move CJ Stroud to QB1. The other thing, you know, watching training camp, I'm obviously not there in person, but watching what's coming out of training camp, CJ Stroud has a slight edge on Davis Mills, depending on who you ask, but he has had a rough past two days of training camp. And I know what you're thinking. You're channeling your inner Allen Iverson and you're just saying it's practice. We're not even talking about a real game, but I, I mean, throwing interceptions in practice, you could credit it to the goodness of Derek Stingley. You could say that Blake Cashman is really making his case for being on the roster. At the end of the day, having a bad day in practice is, is bound to happen. I, I can't think of any rookies that didn't have a bad day in practice. He's adjusting to the NFL. So watching CJ Stroud have a bad day doesn't concern me in terms of the com competition, but I maybe it's giving reason to draw it out a little bit. So I, I've kind of committed to trusting the process here. Shout out Joel Embiid. Um, and, and so that's really all I have to say about it. We'll see how that competition plays out. Um, I'm hopeful that Stroud can be the week one starter. It wouldn't be the first time that someone picked in the top two picks wasn't the week one starter. To give you the list, and now these are all the number one overall pick, not C.J. Stroud, but it still stands to be the top two pick. But to give you the list of quarterbacks that did not start the first game, some of these quarterbacks didn't even start a game in their first season. Quarterbacks that were picked number one overall that did not start week one their first season, you have Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, and Eli Manning are names that come up. So 
it wouldn't be a major setback to his career. But I, I like I said, watching it, I just have trouble. I, you know, granted, with what's coming out of camp, maybe it's it's not that hard to believe. But I just have trouble believing that C.J. Stroud doesn't step up and earn QB one. Going around training camp, and now a lot of this, I'm I'm reading Cody Stutz's Substack that he just started the Houston Football Substack. I highly recommend that you subscribe to it. It's really good. He's been putting out 11 observations from every day of practice, and some big ones that I saw. Uh, Juice Scruggs is is picking up the offense quick. Um, and I saw this one from other sources too, but D'Amico Ryan said that he was specifically shouted out at team meetings and he's been doing really well. He's grown on me. Um, I will be the first to admit, and you can look back on this very channel and you can hear my immediate reaction to that pick. It was not necessarily the very best reaction. So, I mean, when, when, and if Juice Scruggs steps up and plays the center position to the level that the Texans need him to, um, I'll be the first one to make the apology as loud as you know, the criticism was uh, when he came off the board to the Texans. But some other things going on around camp, I, you can't look anywhere on Twitter without seeing a Will Anderson highlight reel. He has been lighting it up. From what I've heard, he can literally do no wrong. If there's anyone who has probably already earned his starting spot, as if he didn't already have it, right? Like if D'Amico is making people earn it, I can't imagine that at this point, Will Anderson is not officially the starter. He's been gushing over Will Anderson. In fact, in interviews. Um, another one is, is Xavier Hutchinson. He's been all over the Texans social media page and all I've heard is great things. Granted, some of the plays would have been sacks in the backfield, but that doesn't take away, in my opinion, from him, you know, beating the safety deep and, and doing what he has to do, making the catches he should make on the off chance that that play might've been real. We can't, we can't guarantee that those quarterbacks wouldn't have avoided those sacks. We can just say with a lot of certainty that those plays were probably sacks. So, I don't think that takes away from Xavier Hutchinson's effort on that play. Another one is Tank Dell. Tank, I, personally, I, if I'm to put it into words or to at least try to, I think Tank Dell is like the ideal player that I would want on my team. Just from like an attitude perspective, the way that he's like, you know, I heard I saw the 713 area code on my on my phone when I was drafted, and I you know I could have run to the stadium immediately. Is how quick I needed to be at the stadium getting him work. I, I am a, so glad the Texans made the move to pick up Tank Dell, and I I said it before, I'll say it again, I need Tank Dell to be one of the greatest wide receivers that's ever played for the Texans. That I, I need that to happen this season. He needs to take that step because I just, it, it's like Corey Jolks on the Astros, essentially, you know, watching him step in. Like It's a, a shame to see him in his slump recently because I just really like the hometown story, the guy who went to the UH, comes in, plays for the pro sports team in Houston, and does his thing. So I need that to happen. <laughs> a couple of other players that have stood out, the young linebacking core, Henry Toa Toa, Christian Harris, Blake Cashman, all guys that have stood out. The linebacker is going to be a tough position to make cuts at, and that's a really great thing considering early on in the offseason, one of my biggest concerns personally and something that I saw a lot throughout You know, a lot of people that talk about the Texans was whether or not there was enough strength at the linebacker position, even with the additions we made of Denzel Perryman, Corey Littleton, and you know having Christian Kirksey on the roster who is no no slouch, um, it's gonna be tough picking who makes the roster at that position. And lastly, you know the secondary as a whole is great, but one person I've seen a lot of uh, is Derek Stingley. And if Derek Stingley can step into the role that D'Amico Ryan's has for him in this defense, and you know a, a marked improvement in terms of what you know, his fit is in a defense relative to last year, 
uh, I, I would expect to see Derek Stingley make up significant ground on the discussion between, you know, who's better between him and Sauce Gardner. I don't think it takes just one season for that discussion to, you know, just go away. Obviously, Derek Stingley has a lot of ground to make up, and it would take a, an utter and catastrophic breakdown by Sauce Gardner, which I, I, you know, you can come back to this if it happens and, and say, I, you know, I told you so if you think so, that's possible, but I just don't think it's possible that Sauce Gardner could have the season he had and then just all of a sudden turn around and drop a dud. So training camp is going well. Here, here are some things that I haven't seen. Now, I'm, I'm not there. I've already said that. I'm not there in person. I'm not getting the scoop the media is. All I'm getting is what's coming out on Twitter and what I'm reading up from guys like Cody Stutes that, and, and Patrick Storm that are writing about what's happening and have that access. So I could very well be wrong on, on many of these points, but things that I haven't seen a lot of that I'd like to see more of. Separation at QB. I said I wasn't going to talk about it anymore, but I'll just briefly say it feels like Davis Mills is lingering in this competition for longer than some of us expected he would. Um, I know it's just very early in training camp, so I, I'm not going to make too much of it, but I'd like to see CJ Stroud start to separate himself and even Davis Mills separate himself. I just want to see a very, a very clear picture of who will be quarterback week one. I just want to know the answer. I'll, I'll be, I'll admit I've said it before. I'd be disappointed if our number two overall pick is not out there on the field, taking the snap as the starter week one. But I also, the curiosity in me is going to get the best of me. I I'd just as soon rather know regardless of what the result is, who's going to be out there week one. I, I've made a point to mention it. There's been one John Mechie highlight that's came out of camp. I, I've heard good things, but I just like to see more of Mechie. That's that's what I've got. The young, young receivers on the team, Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson, along with John Mechie, if those three guys light it up, we, we know we've got what C.J. Stroud needs, and we're just like one wide receiver, one short. Nico Collins has in the past been a training camp hero. He's looked good in training camp. Um, I'd like to see him translate to a regular season game, but I'm not holding my breath for it. Uh, so, I mean, if we have everything short of a wide receiver one, we just got to hope the Browns suck next year. And then we'll draft, you know, uh, one of the Ohio State wide receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr. Or uh, you may, I, I can't really say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. That or Xavier Worthy is another one. But the wide receiver one we need should be available at whatever position we pick at next year. It's just a matter of of getting all the other pieces in the wide receiver core figured out so that people will respect that the Texans probably don't have the worst wide receiver core in the league. I mean, not, not the best by any stretch, right? But not the worst. So more of Mechie is what I want to see. And finally, we're seeing a lot of Will Anderson. Um, it seems like that's really all we're seeing from the D-line. I would love to see more D-line footage in general. Um, I've seen Roy Lopez standing there. Um, and like I said, I'm not there. I don't know. Maybe maybe there are some good D-line reps coming out that I'm just not seeing the the writings on and I'm not seeing the video on. But in general, like I, who, Jonathan Grenard, you know, Jerry Hughes, I've been talking about who's going to start opposite of Will Anderson Jr. And it seems like we're not getting anything. Dylan Horton was picked out of TCU. He's one of the team captain picks, as I like to call it, that, uh, that Nick Casario made, felt the need to trade around for. So why have we not seen or heard anything about him? I, who knows? Maybe he's like just not on the field right now. Who knows? But I, I just need to see more about the D-line. I understand that D'Amico's running camp. He's got his expectations and he's, he's doing his thing out there. I trust that good things are happening in training camp, but I want to see it. 
I walk by faith in a lot of aspects of my life, but in terms of Texans training camp, I'd just as soon rather see it than than anything else, or at least read about it. Someone shout out Patrick Storm, you know, Cody Studes, anyone who writes or has media access to the Texans, could you please give me something to work with on what is going on with the defensive line in training camp outside of Will Anderson Jr. If you'd like to go to training camp this Saturday, August 5th, I'm doing a giveaway on Twitter. It's the second of three giveaways I'm doing for training camp tickets. It's two tickets to go see the Texans in training camp. So go over to Twitter. You just got to follow, retweet, and drop your favorite Texans rookie to be entered to win those tickets. If you like what you saw in this video, like I said earlier, please subscribe. It helps out a lot. And uh, until next time, this has been Texans Take with James Roy. I've been James Roy. And until next time, uh, it's not goodbye. It's see you later.